Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The beer is cold and the wings are hot. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Vitaglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. Yeah, he's been a good addition. Um, <clears throat> you know, powerful player that's played in the league um, and uh, had a good run in Seattle. We're, we're grateful to have him here and he's off to a good start and learning our defense and, and how we play and um, he's been a good addition to, to this point. Ms. Bills head coach Sean McDermott on new defensive tackle Puna Ford. Among those at OTAs for the Buffalo Bills. Let's get a report from today's session. Matt Perino covers a team for the Syracuse Post Standard, also the Shout Podcast. Uh, as much as we'd like to talk about the people that were there, I think the people that weren't there are the ones that are getting the headline and the attention. I mean, what do you make of it, Matt? Uh, no Steph Diggs, no Matt Milano. Yeah, um, I think everybody was kind of expecting this with Diggs. He's been a little bit, you know, doing his thing, right? This offseason has been pretty quiet. Every time we've brought it up with Josh or Brandon Bean or Sean McDermott, they kind of just play off. And then I feel like today I asked Von Miller point blank, like, what's your perspective on it? Because he's been talking a lot about how much he values this time to build relationships with guys and put himself in a position to be a great leader. And he said with Diggs, he's like, He's going to show up and be the best, one of the best receivers in the league. This show is all built around Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, and nobody is worried about it. He'll be here at mandatory minicamp. He'll be here at training camp. They're going to pick up where they pick up where they left off. And I don't think that there's um, a lot to be made of it at this point. You know, I asked the question more so for the portion of the fan base that does seem to be a little bit worried about the psyche of Diggs after how last season ended, and I. I can appreciate that and understand that, but listen, this never was headed in a, a weird direction. I mean, he's a, he's under contract with the Bills. He just signed an extension before last season. You know, they're going to come back. They're going to run back. It seems like everybody's doing the right things in the building to get things right on offense. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's just kind of reporting the facts there. He's not there, and we'll see where it goes. Matt Perino, uh, the Syracuse Post Standard, I guess. When you're talking to Von Miller, uh, what kind of timeline do we expect Vaughn to be back here, Matt? Because certainly uh, from hearing him today, it sounded pretty optimistic that uh, the recovery is going well here. Yeah, going well. He started to do um, some D-line um, workouts, which he said not full speed, obviously, um, but getting his cleats on every day, getting on the grass, starting to kind of feel like himself again, but he knows that at the same time, it's going to be a long time before he does feel like himself again. Um, he said at the end of his press conference today that he doesn't see a world where he's not back by week six. And um, if he can be ready to go by week one, obviously that's probably the goal, but they're going to try to put things. He, he's done this before. And he mentioned in 2013, he might've rushed it a little bit because he wanted to prove that he can get back, that he 
you know, you don't need nine months to recover from this. And I think at this stage of his career, he, and he said this, he's more focused on being available for the team late in the season, the push to the playoffs, than obviously in the playoffs. And I just get the sense that with all of the experience here now on this defensive line, Greg Rousseau has had valuable two years of experience, A.J. Epinesa three years, Boogie Basham coming into his third season. They can lean on these guys a little bit more. And Shaq was, you know, reliable and, and, and produced last year when they called on him. Um, it was interesting. Uh, Vaughn also talked a lot about Shane Ray today and the time they spent together in Denver. When COVID hit, they were working out together um, almost every day. Uh, they're, they're the best of friends. He said he's, a, he's like a brother to him. But he had no – he's saying he had no uh, part of him signing with the Bills. He found out from his agent after the deal was done. The Bills didn't reach out to him. They didn't ask him about, the, about him. So that's kind of a cool story uh, to kind of track here as we move t- through training camp. A guy that's played in the CFL the last couple of years that has the, the big-time pass-rushing college chops, trying to kind of find it one more time. Uh, it'll be interesting to, to track that as well. OTA is underway in Orchard Park. Matt Perino covering the bills for the Syracuse Post Standard. Our guest in the sports bar, Danger and Bataglia on the fan. Uh, Sean McDermott referenced it, and uh, Josh Allen spoke today as well. Uh, Sean McDermott on trying to get Josh Allen to make better decisions here uh, this upcoming season. Talk to us a little bit, Matt, about what McDermott had to say about his quarterback and what Josh Allen had to say about his mindset going into this season. You know, I think it's, I think part of it, without putting any undue pressure on Ken Dorsey, from my perspective, and this is just me reading between the lines, like you, you, you hurl Ken Dorsey into that first year as a play caller. We know the numbers and the lack of success that, that guys have had in that spot. And, you know, I think Josh Allen is at a place in his career where he could take a little bit more of the heat. He obviously places it on his own um, plate, but also Sean McDermott, like, Alan talked about, alluded to it a little bit that they've had a lot of personal conversations. They always have, but more so this off season to really kind of get a, a chance to know each other a little bit more. And I think probably the product of that is Sean McDermott coming out and being more comfortable with being a little bit more um, critical of the quarterback in the areas that he wants him to be better. I think we know the highs of Josh Allen. They also, you know, they come with some of the, the waves that you have to ride with him. And when things aren't going well at times, when he tries to do a little bit too much himself, this is a storyline that Sean McDermott's been talking about going back to the to Josh's rookie year. So it's not going to change. I think that he does feel more comfortable. That's my feeling just being around him a few times here during this voluntary portion. It feels like he's just so comfortable in this offense, in this scheme as a leader, and then out on the field today just getting a chance to watch him play, throwing the ball around. They're not in pads. Like, we're not taking away anything from this more so than just the comfort level. The way that he's directing everybody out on the field, he's the maestro in a lot of ways, in most of the ways. And that's come with years of not only developing the system with with Dable, but then now starting to alter it with Dorsey. And, you know, now bringing in a very important weapon in Dalton Kincaid and having to put him in a spot to be successful as he's starting to kind of give him the tutorials that he needs to set him up in the offense. And that, to me, is the biggest piece to all of this, is just if he's going to be comfortable um, with Dorsey in year two and they can kind of operate 
together in that way, um, I, I think Sean McDermott's going to push him a little bit harder, and I think that's okay. We're talking to Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, who was out in Orchard Park today as the Bills OTAs here, uh, voluntary. Um, and you're, we're not telling tales out of school here because McDermott himself uh, today mentioned that Dorian Williams, a third-round pick at middle linebacker. So, so Matt, here we are in the month of May. You can say, oh, these are OTAs. They don't mean all that much. What does it mean, though, that the Bills are actually going to try the rookie out here at the most important p- position that we have in question on the defensive side of the ball? Uh, I'm not surprised. Um, This was trending in this direction. I mean, if you've listened to Brandon Bean talk over the last couple of weeks, he was real. He treated it with kid gloves when they first drafted him, right? They didn't want to put too much pressure on him. But I think they drafted him for a specific reason. I mean, I think they want him on the field. They want his speed, his toughness, his physical play style on the field in some way. And this could eventually look a little bit different than what we've seen from this defense the last couple of years. Maybe there's packages where Bernard and um, Williams are on the field together with Matt Milano. Maybe there's t- they, maybe they want to save Taron Johnson a little bit more and get away from you know that uh, nickel look that they've played predominantly the last couple of years. But I think with Williams, it's a play style and the versatility of his position. And you know, I was watching uh, Arthur Motes does a YouTube show now. It's a podcast, and he was breaking down some of Williams' um, play. And one of the things that he really noticed in one of these clips that he shared was his patience uh, as a diagnoser pre-snap and then once the ball is snapped. And that's something that I think that Tremaine Edmonds always kind of got dinged on a little bit, uh, something that they were waiting to develop, waiting to develop, and never really materialized. And I think Williams comes in – as a, that's one of his strengths. And so I think that's going to put him in a better place to kind of go out there and play freely, play fast. That was always something that Edmonds harped on, right? Like, I want to go out there and be in a position to play fast. And I think Williams comes maybe a little bit more ready-made for that kind of style. So I'm not surprised. And I think we could see, you know, them really run through um, a bunch of different options, try some different things out. I don't think what ends up happening on week one is necessarily how it's going to finish the year. This could be several different iterations as they as Sean McDermott figures out his defense. So are we to assume that, that it's going to be the rookie's job to lose? Do you think it'll be a competition once we get to training camp? Mm. And, and how much of not having Matt Milano there during OTAs in that middle of the defense, will, will that impact uh, Williams or, or, or Bernard or anybody that has, you know is going to be playing alongside him here up this upcoming season? Yeah, I think having Milano in a room now that's very um, young helps. But AJ Klein's there, and he's been in. He goes back with McDermott further than Milano, and he actually was in the defense in Carolina when McDermott was the defensive coordinator. So, I think that's the veteran presence that he needs. These guys are kind of going through all the reps at this period of time, and you're not going to really get live padded reps until you get to training camp anyway. So, I don't know how much they're building on the field um, chemistry right now but i don't think this is williams jobs to lose by any stretch like i i think i believe being in that you know dotson has probably the leg up bernard has a year in the defense he knows it um he he comes in at, at an advantage in my book just because it's going to take dorian williams some time and who knows maybe he comes in and has a good practice or two a good week of practices and then he doesn't and how does he respond to that and there's this ebb and flow over the course of the spring and summer that it's hard to really 
project this thing too far out. So, yeah, I'm not overreacting to anything that's happening right now. Yeah, Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard. I'm going to ask you to overreact to something, uh, a storyline that was here, it was dead, it's back, it's dead, it's back again. Uh, I don't know if you heard this or not, but DeAndre Hopkins really likes Josh Allen. <laughs> Matt, um, is this like where where does this story go here? Is it, eventually Hopkins is trying to get himself released here, and do you think the Bills are still involved in this? So I don't see any team trading for him at this point. I really don't. I mean, unless there's just concessions made by Arizona to eat. Uh, some I think teams are probably waiting to get into the season so they don't have to take on as much, and then the Cardinals will just be more willing to you know eat a lot of it. But do that? Do I think the Bills will entertain this? Sure. Like I I don't think there's going to be a time where they say they're out on this. And I think hearing him talk about that you know tells you two things. Number one, you know Josh Allen's probably going to hear that, and you know Von Miller obviously has a really close relationship with Hopkins, and um, I think that goes a long way. But I also think like this is a controversial comment from DeAndre Hopkins. Right now, it's the it's the niche thing to say in the NFL media or fan circles that Josh Allen is cooked and regression is on the way, and it's the Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes show. I mean, I've I've seen it like on social media. I mean, it, there's been a, a fair amount. I know Josh Allen says he doesn't go on social media and check it out. Which, by the way, I call you know what on that. Uh, he he has talked several times about his Twitter, uh, Twitter habits. But, um, you know, I, I think that a lot of people think that, you know, Burrow and, and Mahomes are firmly ahead of Josh Allen. And, and I just disagree. I, I think that there were some, some growing pains last year with Ken Dorsey in the booth and having the headset on and Joe Brady's first year. I think they'd be able to collect themselves. And it goes back to my point. Like, I think he's a much more comfortable. And adding DeAndre Hopkins potentially to the mix here, I mean – you just you just keep adding, especially like Stefan Diggs has been so healthy, guys, that like eventually he's going to get hurt. I mean, it's it's just the stats in this game, and if he misses a significant amount of time, I think you like a lot of the pieces. And Josh Allen was actually talking about Sherfield today, who he uh, got a chance to get to know a little bit. He's he's good friends with Christian Kirk, uh, who played with Sherfield in Arizona, and he he was raving about him and and Diggs not being at camp gives Sherfield a chance to, you know, get some more reps at, at a couple different spots and digs his spot in particular uh, that he mentioned. And so um, he's a good player. And there's some fun hope amongst Bills fans for Sherfield and the Hardys of the world and Khalil Shakir. But none of those guys are DeAndre Hopkins. So I think you make that move if it's if it can be made. Matt, what about the health of Tredavious White? Uh, you know, we didn't really see the player look like himself when he did eventually get on the field last season. I'm concerned that his best days are behind him. Am I wrong? Do you think that Trey White returns to form uh, just, you know, in a season removed from that ACL? Trey conversation is so interesting because if I was really being honest, I felt like there was that one all-pro season where he kind of, reached this peak and I thought he kind of just played dip before the injury a little bit. Um, I didn't think that he was as dynamic of a player before that injury. Um, not to say maybe it was just an off season. Maybe it was an off couple months, whatever the case may be, who knows? Um, do I think he can get back to that point? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm not ruling it out. I think that you're never the same player coming off of that injury. When you play that position, no matter who you are, I just, there's just been too many examples. I've talked to um, 
Kyle Trimble, who runs uh, Banged Up Bills. Uh, he's a PT, and he writes about all the injuries. He does a really great job. I highly suggest checking out his website. Uh, he put out a big piece uh, recently. I think it was on Puna Ford. Anyway, I was talking to him about it, and you know, the depths uh, that some of these guys go that study the injuries into how guys respond. He was mentioning how tough it is, especially at that position, to come back. And you, sometimes some guys even need two years. So to your point there, yeah, I mean, maybe there is some fear that you know there's still going to be a little bit of a waiting game with Trey this year. But the guy has unbelievable work ethic. Everybody talks about John Butler mentioned it today. He called him in 10 years in the NFL, the hardest working DB he's been around. Uh, and that, you know, John, John Butler doesn't just throw that stuff out there. I've been around the guy a little bit. I've talked to him a few times. He's, he's hard, as hard as they come uh, when it comes to giving out praise. So I think he's determined to be a better version of himself. And I, I'd expect it now, so far removed from the injury, to see an uptick for White. Uh, Another player that, uh, not just football-wise, but certainly human interest, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, Correct, Matt, DeMar Hamlin was not on the field today, but he was around. Do we know anything about DeMar Hamlin's timeline here? Might we actually see him on the field at St. John Fisher? So he was actually on the field today. Uh, He was stretching, and he was doing a few... um, I don't even want to call them drills, but just like some of the stuff that they do when they're warming up. Um, but he was not involved in any of the um, uh, team stuff. And that's probably going to continue to be the case. He wasn't wearing a helmet at all. He had his number three jersey on. Uh, I think there's a few videos floating out. Uh, I, didn't, I wasn't at uh, the, the DBs uh, for the part that we could film. Um, but, yeah, I think that this is going to be, uh, let's see what he can do each step of the way. And, you know, let him find his comfort level with each stage. And, and, and Butler mentioned this as well today, too. It's like they're just all about listening at this point, like taking their cues from Hamlin. So, no, he didn't practice, but he's out there. He's in the huddles, and he's you know talking to his teammates and coaches, and, and he's getting – He's he's having some form of ramp up, so there's there's definitely hope there uh, for Hamlin to return to play. Matt, uh, seeing some of the uh, photos from over the weekend, it looks like we had another successful shout live podcast with Wing Nuts. I'm, I'm curious as to what you and Ryan are cooking up for this week's episode and what we can expect here through OTAs this week and your coverage at the Syracuse Post Standard. Yeah, we'll have a deep dive podcast tonight on the today's practice. Uh, some 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 interesting. Standouts today that I'm going to write about here on the site that my observations column will be up probably by five. And then, uh, yeah, we'll have this show. And then our next live show, if you are you know, thinking about coming up to Buffalo at some point in June, June 23rd is it's a Friday night. We're going to do uh, our next show there. It'll be like a spring off-season program wrap-up show. Uh, we'll talk some bills. We'll probably take some fan questions. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, we got that date uh, on the books. And, uh, yeah, follow all the Coverage from OTAs and minicamp the next couple weeks at uh, Syracuse.com. Man, I I didn't see you in the Perinos out at Oak Hill. Did I miss you? No, I was not there. I was coaching uh, Central Amherst AU travel team to a big dub on Sunday. Uh, and, uh, you know, various activities over the weekend. Listen, this is a controversial take. I try to keep it to myself and let everybody <laughs> have fun. But I'm, I'm ready for my timeline to get, you know, back to normal. You need a, I, cleanse. You need a cleanse of all the golf I on your timeline? Uh, it's just, it's been too much. And I get it. Like, I, so me personally, I'm just not a golf guy. Like, I play it. I'll go out and have some fun. I don't ever watch golf. Like, my dad, 
used to put on Saturday and Sunday, do some stuff in the morning, and then he'd throw on a golf tournament. And I was just couldn't get out of the house soon enough. I want to go play baseball. I want to play, go play football, basketball, whatever. I can't, I can't watch golf. And to this day, I'm 40 years old. I, I, I like the game. Like I, I like going and playing it. I just don't have the same passion for it. So but I will say I did catch some of the block story. That was super cool. Like that was super cool. I watched some of the, the clips of that and obviously the hole in one. That was super cool. Yeah. But it just. I was going to say, Michael Block was paired with your favorite golfer, Rory McDonald. <laughs> so do you guys know who Rory McDonald is, by the way? No idea. Who is he? Uh, he is probably one half of arguably the greatest MMA fight in, in UFC history. Uh, and uh, MMA history. He fought Robbie Lawler at UFC 189. It was an absolute classic. So sorry, I was. That's where your head is at, man. We're we're all products of our environment. There's nothing wrong with that mix-up. We we just uh, wanted to have a little fun with you there. That was uh, that was it was a. I mean, look, we were all here having a blast last week. No, it's not quite your thing. We'll get the timeline cleansed here, and and you don't have to you know see any of us talk about it for probably another ten years or so. What I did enjoy about it, though, guys, is how much you know shine it gave rochester you know i'm a rochester guy i love all you guys up there and uh that seemed like a really cool uh couple of days week um and so yeah hats off to you you guys uh everybody did crush it i will say that the coverage was uh outstanding there was a lot of uh coverage given to the garbage plate as well matt i'm wondering if you were watching <laughs> did you just turn off your tv throw up and leave the house Guys, uh, garbage plate is muted on Twitter for me, so yeah, I good. wouldn't miss seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, thanks for the time as always, man. Great job. Anytime, boys. Take care. Matt thanks, Perino, man. Syracuse Post Standard, joining us here in the Sports Bar with the latest from Orchard Park. The Bills OTA is underway. Yeah, as uh, we got a lot to get to here. We got Kevin Adams, Buffalo Sabres GM, coming up at 4 o'clock. Yeah, let's get to some takes next. I'll drink to that, including a six-pack of best bets. Uh, my favorite place tonight in the NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball for you to fade or follow. Because you're in the uh, danger zone. That's next in the sports bar, Danger and Bataglia, the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 